Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am super stoked because I am speaking with Scott Cobrin, the co-founder and co-creator of the Wildfire 4-in-1 and the Stakeager. And if you guys haven't been on Kickstarter, uh, you guys definitely have to check out this product. The Wildfire is on fire, already raised over $800,000 or $80,000, excuse me. And is I wish it had already raised 800000 It's well on its way. But uh I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, Scott, because I think what you've done with, you know, disrupting charcoal uh, is really innovative. So if you would, Scott, give our audience a little bit of your background and tell them what you're up to. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, again, I'm Scott Coburn, and uh, our company here is wildfire4in1.com. That's our website. And our other company is Stakeager. So we're, uh, we're launched right now on Kickstarter, raising money for the wildfire. My background is uh, design engineering and manufacturing. So uh, I come out of industry and now consumer products. And a lot of the principles uh, interact and, and you know intertwine between many different industries. And that's where I come from. I've built things, made things since I was a very, very young man. Uh, my dad was a genius level engineer. So we just tore things apart and a lot of times couldn't get them back together again, but we're, we're, we've had a lot of training, so we're doing great work now. <laughs> But uh, we, um, yeah, we're here in Boone, North Carolina, and uh, part of our journey uh, with the wildfire was to literally recreate how we use circle to go do things that you could never do before. It's amazing. So campaign's already launched. Talk about the product, if you would, in terms of what problems you're solving. Now, I'm a, I'm a big outdoorsman. I know we were okay. talking before the show about living up north and all that and being out in nature. So what, what was the product in terms of the idea that you guys had and then the innovation that it's kind of evolved into? Right. Okay. So it's a path, isn't it? Everything is a path forward and it's got lots of different, uh, uh, you know, lefts and rights. So as Steakager, we, we, we created an appliance that you can dry age beef at home and you can create the, the best steak humanly possible at home. That's what, that was what steak and it's what Steakager does. How do you cook that steak was the big question. And if you were in a great steakhouse, you would have uh, what's called a salamander, a high temperature searing unit, and you would have extreme temperatures, quick cooking cycles, and amazing steak, steakhouse experience. We wanted to do that with charcoal. So there's, there's the, the, you know, the, the light bulb idea. But charcoal, unless you do certain things to it, won't get there. And normal barbecues can't get there. You'll melt the barbecue down. Uh, your big green egg will crack. So extreme temperatures uh, and extreme high temperatures and, and, you know, quick temperature up, quick temperature down destroys barbecues and cooking devices. So we looked at it and said, well, how are we going to do it? And charcoal is my favorite. That's what I cook on at home. And, um, you know, 
the principles of a forge, which has been, have been, has been used since you know, the, the Romans were wandering around ruling the world. If you push air through charcoal, you're going to create extreme temperatures up to 2,300 degrees Fahrenheit, I believe. And it's like a bellows. Or it's like a forge. So we began experimenting with pushing air through charcoal and cooking underneath it. And we began also with radiant heat. So once you get that charcoal hot, it turns orange, and then it can cook with radiant heat. So that began, began, uh, sorry, began 23 different prototypes, different shapes, different styles, and over quite a bit of time, all failures, made a lot of scrap metal. Learning, uh, right? <laughs> we made a mess. That's what we do. Uh, until we reached a conclusion, and, and the, you know, the universe smiles at you when you get it right. It just goes, oh, the angels come down and go, stop there. Just don't don't mess with it anymore. It's good. Yep. And it was our 25th or you know, 24th prototype that it, it it gave us the performance we needed. And it gave us the, the, the characteristics so that we didn't destroy, literally self-destroy or self-destruct the unit. And so it was materials, extreme temperatures, safety for the customer. Anybody can make an angry device that can hurt people. How do you make a, a, a consumer product that's enjoyable and that doesn't scare away the, the user? <laughs> and those were our early prototypes. Were, they were they were they functioned from hour one. They functioned. The question was, how do they function and do they function safely? That was a it's a challenge. It absolutely is, and I think you know a lot of the entrepreneurs and inventors that are out there. I think once they get past one or three failures or learnings, if you will, sometimes they put it on the shelf, right? But yeah. you continue to go back. You look at Dyson who had, you know, 5,000 different prototypes of his vacuum or Edison with 10,000 versions of the light bulb, right? There's, there's that education along the entire way. So what were some of those learnings that you guys went through in terms of looking at the features to include in those designs? Yeah, well, um, we began with a square form factor, like a grill. And so off we went, superheating uh, charcoal and the air moving through it. And we discovered that we could destroy stainless steel in two, in two cooks because the, 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 square form, uh, the square form has dead spaces. Dead spaces is where heat goes to destroy metal and metallurgy and coatings. And it wasn't until we did a, a round form factor, we went, oh, that's the way to do it. And then you, you look backwards and you go, duh. When do they make a square jet engine? Like, what, what, what were you thinking back there? But it took it took all kinds of different iterations, and it's just part of the process. I mean, any creative process that's going to move forward, the, you know, the genius moment, the, the initial light bulb is okay, but that's only about two percent of it, and there's a lot of work down those pathways, and they'll take you places you didn't even know you you know you needed to be. I'll, I'll give you an example. When we had it working, it's working great. Uh, my partner Amy and I were having a barbecue. The pizza came out as an appetizer. This is great. It's a home run. Uh, I said, I turned around to Amy and I said, hey, do me a favor, turn the oven on so we can keep the veg warm while we finish the, the steak. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Here. Wait, 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 wait. I've got this plume of hot air coming up off the unit. We need to create an interface so that I'm not, nobody's running around turning on alternate devices to, to, you know, compensate for my lack of performance. So we created the warming zone and we created the Asada. We created this layer to take advantage, a layer of cooking capability to take advantage of the principles that are standing in front of you. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's fun. I mean, it's a fun, frustrating at times, but fun. Absolutely. So let's talk about taking advantage of things. And, 
your first introduction to crowdfunding. Now, this isn't your first rodeo using crowdfunding as a way to launch an invention. What was your first foray into crowdfunding and what made you use it for your first launch? Well, uh, in 2015, back a long time ago, uh, another fellow and I created Stakeager and uh, we launched uh, 2015, 14, 15, I forget. We sold $100,000 worth of product in 27 countries. We delivered. Uh, it was very stressful, very fun, and it created the Stakeager that's in the market today and who I am. <laughs> the second uh, project was Wildfire, and we launched it in late fall and really ran into how much the market had changed between 2015 and 2021, 22. It was like, a, it was like jumping in cold water. The, the market's completely changed. So... <laughs> We adjust. <laughs> we get better. This is that, that's part of the Kickstarter process. I forget the, the number, but you know, I we, we canceled the program. We I think fifty percent or sixty percent actually uh, are fail are canceled, and then regrouped and reorganized, and you know, back at it. And that's what we did with uh, the welfare campaign. That's so far successful, and we, we we're so excited about it. Absolutely. So I know. You know, you, you came to work with us on this launch over here at Inventus Partners. What were some of those considerations that you looked at in terms of choosing the right agency to partner with on this launch? Well, I mean, Inventus has such a, you guys, your organization has such a wide and deep expertise in the field. It's, we, 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 three, we three bid the work. We looked over three different, well, the nice thing about the fall uh, program was people came to us. They recognized we had something, maybe the wrong timing, maybe, you know, issues needed to be fixed. And then we looked at the market and studied it. And you guys are just in Venice is just head and shoulders above uh, everyone else, in my opinion. Uh, they it just you guys are great at what you do. And, and, it, and it, it, it's bearing fruit now and it will continue to bear fruit in the future because we'll do this again with the ne next project. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, the process, because everything is process driven, right? Uh, you and Venice is process driven. You've had us on a treadmill from hour one. Um, we're process driven. So everything is a process. Kickstarter is a process. And it's a great process of validation. And we love it. It gets people, it's, it's unnerving because you feel like you're, you're naked and the whole world's going, okay, we hate you. We love you. What's going on? I love the process. It just validates your hard work or, or kicks you in the behind a bit. Still a learning process, right? Every day that's out there. Never ends. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the great part about it, right? Um, how have you gone about managing some of that feedback that you've gotten from backers from previous campaigns, the learned campaigns, and then this active campaign? How has that you know, gone about in terms of communicating with them, working with them, and maybe getting some ideas of future iterations from them? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. It, it really refines how we speak. You know, the first the first wildfire campaign in the fall, which lasted I don't know how many weeks, was just simply to get in the water. You know, what's the temperature of the water? What's changed? What do we need? What more can we do? We did it internally. I'm super proud of the internal team for doing that. And we did great, but we, we knew we could do way better once we get in the water. <laughs> so now it's about uh, uh, talking to the customers, refining the story of the product and how it's used, the modularity, the flexibility. And it helps us tell our story because the customers refine us as designers and engineers and product people. 
you know, we're a small team and we're up to our ears. We're right about here every day, right? So it's nice to get out of the forest, into the field and looking back, you know, from the outside perspective and listening to customers and then integrating that feedback into everything we do. Nice. So what's been the, uh, the biggest surprise of this campaign that's running today? Oh, man. Um, what the biggest surprise? Well, the biggest. Uh, so we run on a bunch of different treadmills at once. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're working with our suppliers to make sure we, we get everything together. And it's going great. But we've had a few surprises along the way. And we're happy that the time between the two campaigns gave us extra time to work with our suppliers and get everything perfect. So we had some surprises there, which we're not worried about at all. And then the biggest surprise of all for us is um, just the comments. I mean, some of the Europeans would love to jump in. We're trying to figure out the shipping issue over to, over to Europe. That's it's a crazy, you know, when, when the cost of a unit, the shipping to get it to UK is almost the same. It's ridiculous. So it, it, those are some of the surprises and trying to refine those costs and get them so it's affordable. And uh, there's some headaches more than surprises. <laughs> I can only imagine. So if, what, if anything, would you change in terms of relaunching this whole project over again? Well, I get me off the videos because I'm not, I'm not built for video. So, <laughs> I, you know what? I wouldn't change anything because... I mean, I would obviously refine because part of what we do every day is refine from all the inputs from customers, from Inventus, suppliers. Yep. It's a continuous process. I'm so proud of the work we did internally. I'm even prouder of the work we've done with all the great input. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the process because it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, let's go. It yeah. works. Yeah. And we get better. So as long as we're, we're, advancing, moving forward. People are uh, buying the product and we, all we want to do is become the next grill source. Uh, differentiated, <laughs> well differentiated. Absolutely, Scott. Well, listen, this has been amazing. This is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire some hot questions at you. You good to go? Now let's do it. All right. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Well, our family, uh, our family has been small business people and farmers forever. So we've never, I've never worked for anybody other than myself. It's just who we are. And um, from a very young age, my mom said, sharpen your pencil. You got to run a business. That's the way to do things. And I grew up in a small business family. So it's just, it's like breathing fresh air. Yep. I hear you. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to have a meal with next to your wildfire? Oh, it's got to be Dyson. Nice. All right. What What would be your first question for him? How did you get through that? We know the story now. I've read his book or books, but how, you know, at, at the darkest hours when things just aren't working right, tell me about that minute in time. And, and you know, because we've been through it, um, it's tough and it's good to meet people that have been through the, the ringer, if you will, because yep. it's uh, there's not always light at the end of the tunnel and you got to fight for it and get through it. Absolutely. Got to earn those stripes. So uh, speaking of books, any uh, book that you would recommend to our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, Eric Reese, Lean Startup. There's no dreaming about it. You've got to constantly validate any idea from inception, and it doesn't cost money, right through to 
we're not even there. We're continuous validation of everything we think of, everything we innovate. And that book really nails it down because forget about raising money. Just go fight for your ideas and it, the money will follow it if it makes sense. <laughs> if it doesn't, you're dead. <laughs> yep. So what, what advice would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their idea? Don't be afraid of constant change uh, and multiple iterations. Pack, uh, you know, uh, curb the ego, put it away. Uh, the farther you go down and the more voices get to the table, you know, they're going to contribute overall to the concept and the idea. And you just have to get used to it. It's going to change. Absolutely. So, Scott, what's one invention that's made your life easier during the pandemic? Well, it's, it's right there. That's the <laughs> wildfire four in one. That's, hey, you know what? In 16, uh, 16 inch diameter, I can be cooking pizzas, searing, making veg, running my cast iron in and out on the deck. Uh, it's it's cheap relative to buying uh, multiple devices to do the same job, and it doesn't use up my deck. So it's Got a small footprint and knocks it out. Wildfire form one. All the wins <laughs> right there. All right, Scott, last question. You're doing great, man. And I know this is uh, your, your third campaign now, but really interested to hear your take on what the future of crowdfunding looks like. It, it, is, um, it is its own ecosystem now, isn't it? Uh, it, it, it has formulas. It is a, it is a, a, a smarter process because... Uh, great ideas need to be refined further to be successful. So uh, I, I'm thinking of the, you know, yeah, there's plenty of examples. It, it's got a huge future. I mean, it's just a huge future. People like me need to tell their story. And there's no other platform where I can say, I'm Scott Coburn. This is Ryan Vick. This is our story. We want you to buy into it. Boom. Uh, the math has changed. It's not as easy, <laughs> but that's good. That's life. That means it's going to be around for a long time. Absolutely, Scott. Well, this has been amazing. This is your opportunity to talk to our audience, give them your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where they should go, and why they should check out Wildfire. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Hey, everyone. Scott here again. Uh, you've listened to me enough. Check out our website, wildfire We want you to have a good look at the wildfire. It replaces um, its disruptive charcoal. It does things that can't be done in the marketplace right now. That's our, our uh, hot setup, if you will. You can sear and finish food at 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. You've got multiple elevations in a single device. It is a wonderful piece of kit for your deck and patio and backyard, and it mounts to the back of your truck for camping if you want to take it there. We want you to check us out and join us on our journey because we're creating a new, a new place in charcoal, and it's made right here in North Carolina. And uh, we're just excited. We're just having fun. Absolutely. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign over on Kickstarter. And of course, I give, give a shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Type, the top newsletter to find out what new products have just launched on Kickstarter. Mr. Scott Cobrin, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Happy Monday, everybody. Check out our website. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. 
And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.